Hi everyone, Griffin Marie here and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. Our conversation today will focus on the current state of the U.S. economy, the Biden administration's recent policy proposals, and this week's meeting of the Federal Reserve with, of course, a preview of next week. So today I am excited to be joined by Brian Rose, CIO Senior Economist, Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Brian, it's great to be with you once again and looking forward to our conversation today. Thanks, Griffin. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to you too, Brian. So since the last time you've been on, we've seen more positive developments in terms of the uh, overall economic situation, especially considering the corporate earnings we've seen thus far. Where does the U.S. economy stand currently in your assessment? So we have seen a major inflection point in the economy. The new COVID cases peaked in early January. And then February, we had some bad weather that restrained activity. But then things really took off in March. So all the data that we've gotten from March has been very strong. Uh, On top of everything else, we had the stimulus checks going out in, in late March. People went out and spent it. Retail sales were up almost 10% month on month. Uh, we had uh, ISM services index hit a new record high in March. Uh, non-farm payrolls took off. So uh, what you see now is the economy uh, you know, growing very rapidly, but in a lot of areas, the pandemic is still having an effect, and we're below normal, especially in the service industry. So you know, improving rapidly, rapidly, but again, uh, Overall, uh, you know, a lot of things still way below normally. And just, just to give an example, the air travel is still only around 60% of the pre-pandemic level. Um, but we are, we are catching up towards normal very, very quickly now. Absolutely. And we've seen the Biden administration propose a bold economic agenda, including the infrastructure bill and the American Families Act, alongside increased income and capital gains taxes. Uh, what's your analysis of these actions and their, and their overall impact? So we did put out the report about this, a POTUS 46 report. You can find it uh, talking mostly about the investment implications of, of what Biden's proposing. Uh, From an economic point of view, you have to keep in mind the numbers look really big. So around $4 trillion total spending, which is, you know, even bigger than the previous packages that that we had. But this isn't a short-term stimulus. So this spending is going to be spread out over around 10 years. It's less than 2% of GDP. And as we've been saying, you know, partially that's going to be offset with, with tax hikes. So it's not a big uh, short-term stimulus the way these other packages uh, have been. I would say, though, that this uh, would be a long-term positive for for the economy. For no other reason, the Biden's proposal would encourage more people to work. So uh, say, uh, you know, he wants to have universal preschool for three- and four-year-olds, and, uh, you know, that will create a lot of jobs because right now only around 40% of three-year-olds are on preschool if you, if you raise that close to 100%. Now that's, that's a lot of new jobs for, for a lot of investment in the facilities that you need, you know, more people working uh, in, in the preschool and daycare, and that would free up, uh, you know, people who have, okay, we have some place for our kids to spend the day, so now I can go in and work. So it would be, uh, I think, important for the long run, would add to growth. But uh, it'll take a while for this to get going. And also, there's a lot of uncertainty over what will actually pass through Congress. So we're 
know, we have to wait and see how the negotiations play out. It's it's not going to be soon. It'll be you know, months from now that that we find out you know, what actually gets gets enacted. Absolutely. And another item on the macroeconomic uh, calendar this week was the meeting of the FOMC. What were some of the takeaways from that event? Yeah, so the main message from the Fed is that it's still too early to talk about tapering. And this is really what the market is focused on. When is the Fed going to announce the start of the tapering its asset purchases? Those are currently $120 billion a month. And uh, the Powell said it's just too early to even start talking about it. And from Powell's comments, you get the sense that the, the key is going to be payrolls, how many people are working. Uh, so, uh, you know, in March, we had a good jump in, in uh, payrolls, but we're still 8.4 million below the pre-pandemic level. And Powell wants to see that gap narrow before he starts to talk about taper. And, you know, one of the really interesting things he said is, you know, one month isn't enough. So we had one good payroll number. That's not enough. Mm -hmm. But by the next meeting in June, we'll have two more months of payrolls. And if those are strong, then, uh, you know, we might see the Fed start to talk about the timing of, of their taper. Brian, can you bring us up to speed on some of the macroeconomic data releases from this week? Yeah, so uh, we did have the GDP for first quarter. And this was a really interesting, very unusual data. So headline GDP growing at a 6.4% rate. But the major components, consumer spending, investment, those were both up at around 10%. Consumer spending actually a little bit more than 10% growth rate. So how did GDP only grow 6.4? Well, you had a big drag from inventories and also uh, from net exports. And what that seems to imply is that you have very strong demand. Right? So consumer demand, business investment growing very quickly, but the supply side of the economy can't keep up. So what you see is inventories being drawn down or we import the stuff because, you know, we don't have the capacity to make it uh, ourselves. And this is the kind of situation that tends to be inflationary. And we saw the mm -hmm. uh, first quarter core PCE up at a 2.3% rate. And just in March, uh, that, that number came out this morning, up 36 basis points month on month. So that is, uh, you know, pretty rapid price increases. As, and especially at the producer level, we see very strong uh, inflationary pressure. And one other thing to note that came out this morning, something called the Employment Cost Index. This is a quarterly measure of wages up 0.9% quarter on quarter in the first quarter. That's the highest since 2007. So all this data suggesting that demand is really strong and this, this is creating some inflationary pressure. Sure, Brian, and I appreciate the recap of the week that was. Uh, looking forward here, though, what should be on the minds of investors as they prepare for next week? So we do have some key releases next week. Uh, we get the ISM, Manufacturing PMI, and also the Services Index. This is a you know really good, timely snapshot of current conditions. As I mentioned, the services in index hit an all-time high in March, and the manufacturing index also also very strong. And then uh, next Friday we get the next the labor report. And again, this is really the key to everything, especially Fed policy. Mm -hmm. Everything revolves around you know how quickly can people get back to work, 
consensus is looking for another month like March, somewhere around a million uh, payrolls. Um, but some people looking for much stronger than that. They think it could be two million or, or even more. So it would be really interesting to see just how many people went back to work in uh, in April. And then, of course, we have the you know, continuing earnings season. Uh, this is uh, you know interesting, not just from the market perspective, from as an economist, also really interesting to see you know just how strong some of these uh, earnings numbers are. Well, Brian, terrific speaking with you as always, and we appreciate your insights into the macroeconomic picture in the United States. Uh, We thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to having you back on sometime soon. Thanks very much. And again, we have been joined today by Brian Rose, Senior Economist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our clients and listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office authors a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, and portfolio allocation. These resources can be located on UBS.com slash CIO. For clients of UBS, you can also contact your financial advisor if you would like to learn more about or receive a copy of any of the blogs and publications directly. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes and Spotify. Visit UBS.com slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the UBS trending video series. So from UBS Studios, I'm Griffin Marie, and thank Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 